is Rachel Levis dating Barstool's Dave Portnoy? Is Lauren Manzo back together with her ex, Vito? And what is this Matt Reif controversy? Because I went to see him over the weekend and I have some thoughts. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, Surf Fresh, all week long. Now, let's dive in. Hi, guys. Good morning. Happy Monday. I hope you guys had another uh, wonderful Thanksgiving with your family. I know I enjoyed my Thanksgiving with my family. Maybe I'll touch on um, my Thanksgiving weekend at the end of this uh, this week's episode, but I know you guys are eagerly here and ready for the tea, and we do have quite a bit of it this morning from the weekend. We're going to talk about Dave Portnoy and Rachel Levis, Rachel Raquel, Rocky Rocky Bang Bang. We have Lauren Manzo. Um reuniting with her ex Beto. We have Jamie Lynn Spears talking about her relationship with Britney. I want to talk about this Matt Reif controversy. Paris Hilton um, has made a big announcement. We have an old resurfaced Jen Shaw music video that has now been circulating online. Kristen Doty's opened up about her miscarriage. And then Lenny is denying his um, these allegations that were made by Lisa Hochstein uh, last week or kind of I don't know if he's denying them. He or she didn't make allegations. We'll get into it. She posted a photo with the bruise and kind of alluded to some stuff. And he's coming out. He's like, hold up. Wait a minute. Nah. Um, okay. Let's start with. Oh, oh, thank you, artist. Artist said, happy holidays, everybody. Um, thank you. Looking sharp today in red. Thank you very much, Miss Diamond. Thank you, artist Fleetwood, for that super sticker. Happy holidays, everybody. Woo. Okay. Let's start with the Dave Portnoy uh, of it all because this was wild. So there were rumors that were circulating that Rocky Rocky Bang Bang was leaked to Dave. Dave Portnoy is the head of Barstool Sports. They have a lot of podcasts. If anybody's familiar with the Caller Daddy podcast, that was um, that was the where Call Her Daddy originated was on Barstool before Alex Cooper ended up signing her multi-million dollar deal with Spotify to get a Spotify exclusive deal. Okay. So Dave Portnoy is not having any of this, you know, speculation about him possibly dating Raquel. So he released this savage statement, which I will share and read for you. It was posted by Bravo by Gaze. Shout out to Bravo by Gaze. So he released this statement to, I believe it was page six. He wrote, my official statement, or I guess page six reached out and requested for comment. And he responded um, to their request for comment, basically asking him to confirm or deny that he saw Raquel while he was, uh, while they were in Illinois together on October 27th. So right before Halloween. So this was a minute ago. This is about a month ago when they were allegedly spotted together. Okay. So Dave posted on Twitter his official statement. He said, my official statement, I can confirm I've never met that trash bag in my life. It's wildly insulting to even be mentioned in the same sentence as her. I was eating pizza at Uncle Jerry's, though, which was spectacular, by the way, and got an 8.3. A little harsh. Some people are definitely coming to Raquel's defense and saying, oof, that was a little abrasive. That was a little tough. Um when I first saw it, I was like, whoa, that is savage. That is hilarious that he's coming so hard and like is taking it so personal, whatever. But I agree with everybody. It is, it was a little 
over the top um, to call her a trash bag. I know we've all had like our things to say about Raquel and obviously her moral compass is way off, but to like be publicly called a trash bag by a man, like it just felt a little misogynistic. It wasn't funny. It wasn't cheeky. It wasn't a joke. It was just like a little harsh and unnecessary from my point of view. I think he just didn't need to go that far. He could have been like, no, I've never spoken to this woman in my life and have no interest, right? And then that would have sent the message and that would have made it very clear. For him to call her a trash bag, I think was one step a little too much. Um, Has she made some poor choices? Yes. Has she, you know, done some very unsavory things? Absolutely. Is she, you know, taking much accountability for those unsavory things? Not entirely, but... I don't think she deserved this level of heat given that it was really just a rumor about nothing. Really. It was really nothing. Um, people were saying, I have no clue who he had no clue who he is. Yeah. Like I said, he's the president of Barstool Sports, um, which is a sports media company who also does like a lot of different podcasts. Famously had Caller Daddy, who's now really taken off and become huge. But I agree. Unnecessary. I think I'm going to rule with the majority of the audience. This was a little too far and just not not warranted at all. Um, okay. Let's talk about Lauren Manzo because her ex Vito and her were just spotted. So LB, her brother, you remember from Manzo with Children and Real Houses in New Jersey, Caroline Manzo's kids. We had Lauren, Chris, and LB. LB was always the hunk of hunk of burning love. I don't think he's much of a hunk of hunk of burning love anymore. He's definitely aged since we last saw him on TV. But he got married again. He had two weddings because um, one wasn't enough, but he got married again on Saturday. They had previously had a ceremony in Italy, but in attendance was obviously his sister, Lauren, and was also, I believe last time she addressed the divorce was when she was in Italy for his first wedding. Why are they doing two weddings? Weird. I don't keep up with the Manzos anymore since they were on TV, so I don't really know, but Vito was at the wedding and Lauren was at the wedding, so... Hmm. Interesting. Obviously, we know that Vito and LB are friends, but it seems like I remember Lauren and Vito after they filed for divorce earlier this year. Lauren, when she addressed it last, said that, you know, they've been over for a while, but they do remain amicable. They are trying to, you know, maintain a healthy family front for their kids. And, um, you know, that they're trying to not have a contentious divorce. So this kind of shows that they're at least somewhat friendly if they're both at the wedding together and they feel comfortable being at the wedding together. There are no photos of them together, but there are photos of them at the wedding. Lauren is looking incredible. She was wearing a black dress, also an interesting choice for a wedding, but okay. A very nice black dress. The Ozempic is ozempic and she is looking fire. Miami's hot, 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 hot. Bah, yeah, she looks great. She looks incredible. Like she definitely was like, Beto is going to be here and I'm going to make sure he misses all this. We also see Beto in a, in a, um, an Instagram post with one of Albie's friends, or I guess a mutual friend of theirs. You can see Albie is in, if you're looking at, if you're watching this on Spotify or on YouTube, you can see a photo, you can see the photo and you can see Albie. He definitely, um, is, has no more hair. Um, but listen, he's happy. He's getting married. He's had two weddings. Good for him, right? But Lauren and Vito 
seemingly have found a comfortable, happy, friendly place if they're, you know, able to still kind of be together. Does anybody know what Vito does for a living or his brother? I don't know. Vito is still working behind the salami counter. I don't know. I remember he was working behind the salami counter, Steve. I don't know if he's still working behind the salami counter. Everyone really likes my red shirt today. Thank you. I just, I feel like it's post Thanksgiving and now we're going into the hot, it's the holiday season, the holiday season. And so I just wanted to give a little holiday pop, 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 you know? So I want to be your end game, end game. Um, in some better news and some like nicer, like happy news. We have Paris Hilton who welcomed baby number two. She just announced that this weekend via surrogate. She named her baby girl London. This is 10 months after Paris welcomed her first child Phoenix with her husband Carter, who you may have watched on Paris in Love season one. I mean, 10 months after the first baby, that means they like got the ball rolling right away. Like one month into motherhood, she was already planning another baby. Or I was thinking maybe it's possible that this was like a backup plan. Like maybe they had two surrogates. I doubt this is the same surrogate and the same surrogates like, boom, let's pop out another baby one month later. I don't know how surrogacy works. I would just imagine you'd want to take a little time off to let your body heal and not immediately jump into another pregnancy right away. Again, I don't know how surrogacy works. Don't drag me for it. But I just think maybe they had two surrogates and they were, you know, weighing their options. And then, you know, one ended up taking and they decided to move forward. And then the second one, you know, also ended up taking a lot sooner than they were expecting. And so they were like, you know what, let's just let's do it. Let's go all in. Um, Or they really did plan to have them back to back. But I mean, that's two kids less than a year apart. Like that's that's a lot of work. Right. Um, like I would imagine planning another child one month into your first is, is a pretty big, bold move to make. But they do have a lot of um, they do have a lot of help and support and money and resources. So, you know, they can definitely they can do it. A surrogate is just a carrier. Yeah, I know that a surrogate is just a carrier, but I just I would think physically a surrogate would need some time to recover from the first baby that I would imagine it's not the same surrogate. Obviously a lot of this stays confidential and a lot of this stays um, private, you know, cause she's not even telling Like we have no idea when she's even having a baby. She's just like, boom, like a Beyonce album drop. Here's a baby. So I know Paris and love season two is back on Peacock this month. Curious to see, you know, Paris as a mom with baby Phoenix. And now we see that she also has baby London. It's funny because people, anybody, if you were familiar with the show from the uh, Disney Channel, um, uh, Secret Life of Zack and Cody was about a twins that were living in a hotel. Um, their mom was a singer, and so she would perform in order to be able to stay at the at the the hotel, but it was about the Tipton Hotel and the heiress, London Tipton, who's played by Brenda Song. She was, her character was inspired by Paris Hilton, who was of the Hilton Hotel, you know, chain. And so it's just, it's funny that she named her daughter London. And then we also had London Tipton, who was modeled after Paris Hilton. And so now we have baby London. Kind of a full circle moment if anybody used to watch Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, good for her. What a wonderful time to welcome a baby right into the holiday season. 
you know, I just think we love, we love love and we love babies. So I'm glad that Lauren and, and Vito are able to kind of, you know, mend their relationship. I'm glad that Paris is happy with her new baby. And I'm glad that Raquel is not dating Dave Portnoy because ew, ew, David, ew. Um, but yeah, it's, it's time for, for all of that holiday shopping. And if you want to hear, where'd you get that this holiday season? Uncommon Goods is your secret weapon. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for your secret Santa or your entire family, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. I've already started my holiday shopping, and I have to say, I feel like I'm going to nail it this year because there are so many different options that are so customizable to everybody on my list, right? My mom loves hosting, so I made sure to get her some cute hosting gifts. You know, I have, they have homesick candles, which are customizable per state that people come from. So I got my friends some homesick candles. That way, if they ever get homesick, they can just smell a candle and think of me. When you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. These fine products are often made in small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. They have the most meaningful and out-of-the-ordinary gifts anywhere. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash nofilter. That's uncommongoods.com slash nofilter for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited-time offer, guys. Now is your chance to get Uncommon Goods for anyone on your list. We're all out of the ordinary. Dun, 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 dun. Also, I just want to let everybody know that this week's episode, this week's content is brought to you by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you're falling asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at any other inopportune moments? I remember how stressed I would get this this year with the move and with the new dogs and now going into the holiday season, I feel like, you know, there's always so much to do and, you know, finances are always top of mind and it just can feel a little overwhelming. Well, turns out a great way to tout those racing thoughts is to talk through them. Therapy gives you a place to do just that so you can get out of your negative thought cycle and find some mental and emotional peace. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try today. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoFilter to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash NoFilter. All right, back to the tea. Okay, so there's this video um, that got put online of Jen Shaw and Angie Kay. I saw it on the Queens of Bravo Twitter account, and it's a music video, a Jen Shaw music video. <clears throat> And it is of Jen Shaw and Angie Kay dancing to, and also Monica's in the video as well, but it's mainly Jen Shaw and Angie Kay, and they are dancing and bopping to Cardi B's WAP. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me, quick jump out, but you let it get inside of me. Tell them where to put it, never tell them what it about to be. And it's interesting. So they're, and they're doing the whole damn thing. I mean, she's wearing like, it looks like Jen's like dressed like a sexy witch, um, and they literally have like a bucket and a mop. Jen has the mop and Angie K has the bucket and they're like dancing through the hall. And then very similar to the actual Cardi B music video, she's walking down the hall and in each room she sees like different things and she sees a tiger. And so you're seeing all these different people that are 
I guess, on their team, you know, one of Jen Shaw's 50 um, assistants or accomplices all in these different rooms. It's interesting. It's it's cheeky and it's kind of campy, but it's also like kind of cringe. But I just love that they did a whole entire music video. This was also back in 2020. So this was before like Jen Shaw had even become Jen Shaw, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, soon to be prisoner. I think it's kind of hilarious. I just love that it's like resurfacing now and people are into it and, you know, kind of laughing about it. But I mean, good for Jen Shaw. Gobble me, swallow me, drip down side of me, quick jump out, but you let it get inside of me. This was like a warning to senior citizens. She's got a bucket and a mop, so watch your pension. <clears throat> Storm Doris says the video is cringe. It is a little cringe, I'm not going to lie. Ooh, Kimberly Bryant with the super sticker. Thank you, Kimberly. Kimberly dropping that super sticker. And again, shout out to artist Fleetwood. Sending everybody happy holiday wishes. Thank you, artists. Thank you, girl. But listen, Kim K is out there doing the damn thing. Oh, wait. Caroline said, my mom had two sets of Irish twins. My brothers are 10 months apart and my sisters are 11 months apart. Damn. That is some macaroni in a pot. She's just popping out babies left and right. Good for her. Good for her. When does your live broadcast come? My live broadcast is Monday through Thursday, live every morning at 8.30 a.m. Pacific, 8 30, 9 to 11, 30, 12.30 Eastern. So there you go, Danielle. 8.30 Pacific, 12.30 Eastern. Get it, get it, get it. When does your live podcast come out every day? First thing in the morning, babe. First thing in the morning. You're catching this live as we're recording it. Um, so that's Jen Shaw. We have Lenny Hochstein, who's denying the abuse allegations um, that Lisa, I mean, he says that he's never abused her. She posted, she didn't directly say that Lenny abused her, but she did post a photo. Oh, sorry. 1130 Eastern, guys, not 1230. 1130 Eastern. I'm bad at math. Three hour time difference. Um, but so Lenny Hochstein is saying that he doesn't abuse women. Okay, cool. Um I don't know. It's just weird and it's messy. Um, Jen Shaw, or sorry, not sorry. We were talking about Jen Shaw. Lisa Hochstein last week posted a photo on her Instagram story that showed a bruise. And along with it, she posted this message about how, you know, she's tired of this uh, divorce with Lenny and, you know, that this bruise was shortly after, or she had the bruise in the scene where she was talking about getting divorced from Lenny. So she kind of alluded to the fact that he may have abused her in some way. He's denying those claims. Um, it was an interesting move, though, for her to post about it on social media and for her to go that route and to also not be clear about what it meant. Um, that's That, to me, was kind of interesting. I mean, I'm not downplaying or denying that the you know, that's what it was. But she also hasn't directly made that claim. Obviously, I think she, you know, is concerned about getting sued or possibly, you know, losing something in this divorce. I know he's already threatened to sue her new boyfriend, Joey. Um, Jody, sorry, Jody. And interesting. I know that there was also a report that came out that her rent, which is, I believe, was it $27,000, is currently being split between Jody and Lenny. Lenny has to pay half of it, and then Jody's paying the rest of it. Also interesting. So she seems to be doing okay. Um, but I'm still rooting for her to get some more money out of Lenny, because I think he's 
gross. And I think he's, you know, in the words of Dave Portnoy, a trash bag. And I say that proudly because he's not a great person. And he continues to prove that he is not a great person. Um, oh, okay. Should we talk about Jamie Lynn Spears? Because she's talking about her relationship with Britney. And then we'll get into the Matt Rife stuff. Um, so Jamie Lynn Spears. I always, I always want to say Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lynn Spears, currently on the UK version of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. She's been doing a lot of re- these like competition reality shows lately. She was just on Special Forces, and then she was on Dancing with the Stars. I mean, it's probably an attempt to rehab her image and like show people who she is and be like, I'm a good girl, whatever. But in the new episode of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, she talks about Britney, and she says, Britney's a good big sister. She is. I love her. Me and her throw down. The world's seen that. I've learned to stop talking about it publicly, but you know what? Families fight. Listen, we just do it better than most. Me and her both have had very complicated upbringings. We've had very complicated circumstances, and we both had to deal with them in different ways, and sometimes we took it out on each other when perhaps we shouldn't have. She also claims that she and Brittany have spoken recently and, like, seems to, like, claim that they're all good. Um... She said, I could imagine that she's been worried about me out here because for those of you that are unfamiliar with I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, it's basically where they take celebrities and they drop them in the jungle to see who's going to last the longest and they decide when they want to leave and when it's too much for them. That's why it's called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. So she says that Britney is worried about her in the jungle. I think um, she says, I think probably checking in on me heavily. I do think she's probably like, why would she do that? She asked, she don't think why you're doing that. She's over here dancing with knives, Jamie. Jamie Lynn. She asked me that before I came here. She was like, you're really going to do that? And I was like, I don't know if I can say I'm going to go to Australia and check it out. So it seems like according to Jamie Lynn, Jamie Lynn and Brittany are speaking and Brittany, it seems like they've, mended a little bit I don't know it's kind of weird because I was under the impression that Britney hates her and wants to chop her off with the knife she's always dancing with that's what I imagine when she's dancing and she's doing that she's imagining that it's Jamie Lynn and she's doing on her sister and her whole family and her dad and her mom hide your kids hide your wife um I just finished reading Britney's book those Spears sisters don't get along anymore yeah that's why I was confused by this Sibling feuds are the worst. The toll it can take on both ultimately is never good. Yeah. In the book, Brittany was like calling her a bitch. She's like, she's a little bitch and she's a brat. And I wanted to slap her face. And I was like, woof. And how she was ungrateful and all of that. So I don't know. But yes, Jamie Lynn is definitely out here trying to get her paycheck. Lisa Lisa says she's trying to do damage control to make herself look better after the book comes out. I mean, I guess that's what it looks like. Mtronic said, I talk to my brother sometimes, even though he's a jerk, it doesn't mean that they are all good, I guess. Danielle says, Brittany said she loves Jamie Lynn, but wants nothing to do with her. Well, according to Jamie Lynn, that that's the impression that I got, Danielle, is that Brittany's like, I'm done with you, shank. But Jamie Lynn's like, no, nah, we're all good, y'all. So, I don't know. Hide your kids, hide your wife. Brittany's on the loose. Okay. Um... So yeah, that's that's the latest on Jamie Lynn. I don't know if anybody believes her at this point. Um, love, sending love to Christian Doty, who opened up on her podcast this week about her miscarriage in a new episode that dropped on Sunday. Um, 
her, her podcast, Sex, Love, and What Else Matters. Kristen says that she suffered a miscarriage with her boyfriend, Luke Broderick, at only six weeks. She calls it terrifying. She said that it's unfortunate, but she still remains hopeful. I didn't realize that her and Luke were even that serious, but I guess they, they've been dating since 2022. And I listen, I think as you get older, relationships, you know, have a little more weight because you're like, all right, I'm not just dating for the sport of it anymore. I'm dating because I actually, you know, want to have something and want to find a life partner. So last time I saw them was at my show last weekend at the Bourbon Room when I did my Friendsgiving show. And I first met Luke at Jax's bar when I went to Jax's for the first time and got to meet him there. He seems like a really nice, sweet, down-to-earth dude. He's not an L.A. guy, which I think is good. Kristen doesn't need an L.A. guy, you know. She said they were solid at your show. Yes, she did say they were solid. But, I mean, I just, they've been dating for a year that to now be having babies together. Like, that's a that's a big move, you know. I know she said they were solid, but, you know, I think these types of things can either make or break a couple, and it seems like it's made them even stronger. So they haven't done IVF. She hasn't frozen her eggs or anything. So she seems hopeful about the future, though, and she seems to be hopeful about her future with Luke. So good for her. Um, sending love to Kristen Doty, and I'm, I'm glad that she opened up about this. I think it's, it's good that people don't feel like they're alone. Okay, let's talk about Matt Reif, okay, because – he is a comedian. Um, he's on TikTok. I don't know if you guys see him on TikTok. He's really funny. Um, I have always found his humor pretty funny. Um, there's a joke that I remember a friend of mine sent me, and it was like an autism joke. Um, and it was about, and listen, my brother has autism. I've worked in the autism community prior to, you know, my podcast you know, becoming my main bread and butter when it was kind of my side hustle. I used to help run Jenny McCarthy's foundation, helping families affected by autism and covering medical expenses for them. Doctor's appointments, lab testing, uh, nutritional counseling. You know, we would produce the Autism Education Summit, which is a three-day conference that we would do in Dallas every year. So, you know, supporting families affected by autism, myself included, very important, Right. Um, but the joke was about autism and being on the spectrum and the quirks that kids have. I don't remember the exact joke. I just remember being like, I, I thought it was funny. I, I'm somebody that is able to look at comedy and a comedian and know that this person is doing a job and their job is to deliver a joke and that the joke is not meant to be taken seriously. And it's not meant to be like an, an endorsement, right? It's meant to be, you know, something that just pokes fun at the complexities and harshness of life that I think we really need to kind of look into. I actually went to, we got tickets and went to go see Matt Reif over the weekend at the Dolby Theater. Um, and I thought he was really funny. I think one thing that he does really well is he's able to riff with the audience and kind of have a back and forth dialogue with them that really is improvised because those types of jokes are not pre-planned. It's more of just like whatever comes. He's he's very witty and he's very sharp and he's, he has good comebacks. But Heather McDonald also talked about this on Juicy Scoop over the weekend or maybe last week. And I thought she handled it really well. She is a comedian, so she's able to kind of address these things. But basically, he, he has a new Netflix special that just dropped. In it, his name is Matt Rife. Netflix special just dropped. In it, he opens up with a joke about domestic violence. Um, he talks about being out at a restaurant um, with his friend. And he said, and my boy who was like, was that like, so they, I guess they talk about um, the waitress and the waitress had a black eye. 
And so he talks about having a conversation with his friend. Again, I'm not going to deliver this joke very well because I'm just reading a direct quote. Obviously, when you deliver jokes, there is a science to it in terms of how you set up a joke and how you deliver a joke. I used to do stand-up back in the day. I used to take classes on how to deliver jokes. Um, So I understand the details, which is why I'm telling you. I'm just going to read the direct quote and not deliver the joke for him. But anyway, he said, and my boy who was like, yeah, I feel bad for her, man. I feel like they should put her in the kitchen or something where nobody has to see her face. And I was like, yeah, but I feel like if she could cook, she wouldn't have that black eye. And a lot of people didn't like that joke because it's making fun of a battered woman, basically alluding to if she could cook, she wouldn't have, you know, been abused again. A joke. People didn't like that. Didn't like that it was making fun of battered women. Um, he then, he was like, people were like, cancel him, take down the Netflix special. He needs to apologize. And then he posted a link to his apology. And the link ended up being a link to, uh, I believe, I think there were special needs helmets. So he was basically saying, fuck you, I'm not apologizing for making a joke and doing my job. So he doesn't seem to be backing down. He doesn't seem to be willing to apologize for making the joke. Heather McDonald, I think, said it really well that it's good comedians don't apologize for doing their jobs. But at the same time, as a comedian, some topics just may not be worth going there anymore. Being that we're in 2023, some topics people are just a little more sensitive to. And I think culturally, the climate that we're in, people are just a little more sensitive. I actually feel like it's shifting into, you know, the paradigm is shifting to the other side because I feel like we were in such an over, um, over-policing, over overly sensitive place the past couple of years. Some people are kind of getting fatigued by that. And we like that we're able to have this shock value comedy that just kind of jars us and takes us out of the harshness of the reality that we're in, you know? Again, I used to do stand-up. I loved that dark humor. I understand times have changed. I used to, I loved Chelsea Handler, you know, who very much made jokes about stereotypes. I loved Anthony Jeselnik, who was a very dark comedian, Colin Kane, Daniel Tosh. You know, there was a point where that black and blue comedy, that's how they're referred to, um, you know, as dark comedy, um, that was like the thing to do. And I feel like that's why you're not allowed to take phones into comedy clubs anymore. That's why they want to make sure I think people are clipping things out of context and forgetting that like these are jokes, you know, but I do want to say like, listen, back in the day when I was doing stand up, I'm sure I had bad taste jokes that I don't think would have aged well today. Culturally times were different. You know, number one, it was a different time. You know, some things we just didn't know better about or we just weren't fully conscious to. And two, we have to remember, like, it's still comedy at the end of the day, and we can't forget that. I think Joan Rivers addressed it really well. Um, We have lots of autism in our family as well, and it was funny. Okay, thank you, Shannon. I thought the autism joke was funny. I don't remember the exact joke, but he, like, you know, kind of poked fun at people on the spectrum and having quirks, right? I think we have to be able to laugh at the harshness of life, right? Joan Rivers said it best. Like, if we don't laugh at tragedy, then life's just sad. And, you know, I had a wonderful interview, I believe it was last year, with her daughter, Melissa Rivers, about Joan and about whether or not Joan would still go as hard with her comedy in today's climate. And Melissa said, yeah, she would. You know, we've gotten to this place of overcorrection. I think that's fair. Um, 
culturally, I think we've grown and evolved and that's, you know, obviously necessary. But at the same time, we still need to laugh. Laughter is medicine. And when you rob people of laughing, especially laughing at the hard stuff, we're robbing people of healing. I think that's how you take the power out of the harshness and the hard things we go through in life is by being able to take that power away by laughing at, you know, how tough things can be, you know, and when we rob people of being able to laugh. I think we rob people of being able to heal from our circumstances. There's power in laughing at our lives. Does Matt Reif support domestic violence? No, nobody supports domestic violence. You know, is is he going to be for everyone? Also, no. And that's okay, right? Just like with content on YouTube, we find, you know, what we can relate to and what resonates with us and we appreciate it for what it is. If a joke can make you laugh, that's because there's something in it that we recognize that can resonate with us. I enjoyed his show. I was not bothered by the autism joke that I've seen on TikTok. I wasn't bothered by the gay jokes that he made that night. I thought that he was funny and I had no issues going and enjoying his show and taking it at face value, which was not as an endorsement of domestic violence. He wasn't endorsing domestic violence. He was making a joke about domestic violence. Is it in poor taste? Sure, some people will consider that. But again, you have to take it at face value. Just like reality TV, like when people get so involved in like real housewives, it's like it's entertainment, you guys. Like it's not meant to be that deep. You know, it's like going and watching a cartoon and then judging it through a, a, a much more serious lens. It's a cartoon. It's not meant to be, you know, it's like seeing, um, Tom and Jerry or like, you know, those types of cartoons and you see one character beating up the other character. That doesn't mean that you encourage violence. You know, it's not meant to be taken as deeply. And I just think, you know, if we're able to kind of just take a deep breath and if his comedy is not for you, then that's fine. His comedy is not for you. It will resonate with other people um, and other people will find it funny and he'll find and be able to do his thing elsewhere. I think, you know, when it comes to cancel culture, I'm surprised that we're even so many people are like, I hate cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. I hate cancel culture until something offends them. Right. And then they're like, oh yeah, let's cancel them. You know that. So at the comedy show at the Dolby theater over the weekend, there was one woman who's in the audience. She was trans. And at the end of the show, you know, she mentioned something to him about being offended by a joke that he made in the show about trans women. He's like, what? So he kind of poked fun at that and he was like, oh, so you were cool when everybody else was being roasted until it was you. Um, And I think that that's true. And I think that that's a really good way to kind of look at it. Like you can't be okay laughing at everybody else when they're the butt of a joke. But then when you become the butt of a joke, it's too much. It's, you know, it's too, you know, it's too far. Everything and everybody does become fair game. Um, Again, going back to what Joan said, if we can't laugh at the tragedy in life, you know, we give it too much power and we allow it to rob us of enjoying life and laughing at life. And, and, you know, we give it, it's okay to laugh guys. Like if life isn't funny, it's just sad. And I think we should be able to laugh at our lives a little more. Um, and that's what I got to say. I'm not endorsing domestic violence. I don't think Matt Rife endorses domestic violence. I just think, you know, yeah. Live your life. So live your life. Yeah, it's a catch-22 with comedians. I agree. But this is their job. Their job is to shock us. Their job is to, you know, if we, if we didn't find it, if we didn't resonate with it, we wouldn't find it funny. You know, it is a catch-22. And it's unfortunate that um, 
you know, now we're in an age where people want to film a comedy show and take a clip out of context and use that to create a viral moment, to have a cancel culture moment so that everybody can get their pitchforks out and tear somebody down without forgetting that, like, listen, you know, we are talking about the hard stuff now, bringing issues to the forefront. Yeah, exactly. How about disabled comedians? How they make fun of themselves? Listen, it it it, it is what, you know, People saying we shouldn't watch Matt Rife if they're offended by a DV joke. Y'all are crazy. Sorry, I like Matt Rife. Um, and I can be offended by a DV joke because DV can be lethal. Exactly. If you like Matt Rife, great. If you don't like Matt Rife, great. Watch another comedian. You know, um, there's plenty of Christian humor out there that you can watch that'll give you knock-knock jokes about Jesus, and then you won't be as offended. But if you like the darker comedy, if you like more of that black and blue comedy, there are comedians out there that do that and that provide that. People need to lighten up. I agree. Oh, Linda Watson. How you doing, girl? Um, love you, Linda. So, yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Right? A man can be like, well, Matt Rife thinks domestic violence is funny. Me hitting my significant other is okay. No, but that's not what he's saying. Yeah. Pat says a joke is a joke. If it's not for you, find someone who is. But we either have freedom of speech or we don't. We can't have it both ways. I agree. I agree. Good for him. All right. We're all adults and capable of changing the dang channel if we don't like what we're hearing. Yeah. Why be mad at Netflix and tell them to pull the special? Just don't watch the special. Here's the thing. If you don't watch the special and if enough people don't enjoy the special and don't watch it, Netflix won't give them another special. But if they enjoy it and they want to watch it, then, you know, do it. It's a joke, not his opinion. That's a really good point. It's a joke, not his opinion. All right. Um, well, yeah, I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm very thankful for each and every one of you. I had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I got to spend, oh, to give you guys an update, because I know I mentioned last uh, last weekend about my grandfather who had to be in, go to the hospital. We thought he, he thought he was having a heart attack or other people around him thought that he was having a heart attack. He was in the hospital. They did run some tests. He was okay enough to come home to celebrate Thanksgiving. So we went over, cooked, had dinner. Then I came back uh, to the apartment um, and Josh was here cooking his, he had, um, bless his heart. He, he was making a cornbread stuffing, a cornbread dressing. He doesn't like me to call it stuffing. Cornbread dressing uh, that, that he was making. And then I came here, I made my stuffing. And then we both went to spend the second half of Thanksgiving uh, with my mom's side of the family and did an ornament exchange and ate a lot of food and had a really good night. And then um, just had a good weekend. Didn't do any Black Friday shopping. Kind of took the weekend easy. Saw Matt Rife. Uh, we went on Saturday night, which was really, it was more of like a last minute, you know, whim. Oh, because Friday nights we always do dinner at my mom's for movie night. And so we did movie night on Friday. Um, and then my stepmom, Vanessa, was like, let's go to see Matt Rife tomorrow. And we we're like, all right, let's go to see Matt Rife tomorrow. And we went to go see Matt Rife, and it was good. I got to also do dinner with my dad on Friday. It was my sister's birthday. So I got to see my dad. I, you know, shared with you guys, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. So, you know, seeing him in good spirits and seeing him celebrate my sister's birthday, you know, it was good. It was nice to spend that quality time with him. Um, you know, we haven't been as close as I've become an adult, but, you know, we're... Working, obviously, when 
cancer happens and cancer, it's not the, the, the nice stage one or not the nice, but it's not the easier stage one cancer. It's more of the aggressive cancer. It, it can be challenging, um, and really shift a family, but I'm grateful that, you know, we're able to really work on rebuilding our relationship now as adults. And I, you know, I'm appreciative of that. So had a good weekend. Took it easy. Um, we did a recap on Josh finally uploaded his first live stream on his YouTube channel. You guys should subscribe. Josh from Louisiana. Josh Joshua Roberts. You know, look up Joshua Roberts or subscribe to Josh from Louisiana. We did a recap of the new Kardashian documentary, House of Kardashian, which is on Peacock. I thought it was on Hulu, but it's on Peacock. And um, yeah, so... That was good. You can watch that. Get our thoughts. I'm a big Kardashians fan. Josh was very new to the Kardashians. So, you know. Cherish every moment with your loved ones. Yes, artists. We have to absolutely prayers for your dad's like, Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. Um, Pat says, my dad tragically passed away last year and never got to mend fences. That's why it's important, you know, to just appreciate the moments that you have now appreciate the people that you have in your life now love them you know if there is anybody that you're on the outs with or maybe don't have the best relationship with there's always time you know so miss diamond said yay for josh finally posting something and it was good yay if you enjoyed the live stream be sure to subscribe to him josh from louisiana and give him a follow show him some love He's, he's getting out there little by little. I think all of the, the heat from the Zach pack has finally gotten him to get to moving and grooving. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. Happy Monday. You can always keep up with me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. Um, follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach on Instagram. I will be doing a recap of Real Houses of Miami and Southern Charm this Tuesday on the Ringer Reality TV podcast that you can listen and subscribe to. I will be doing our regular Salt Lake City recap this Wednesday. And then I believe this Sunday I will do, uh, or Josh and I will do another recap of uh, Kardashians. So like the OG Kardashians. I think we're going to do the Chris Humphreys wedding special, which will be fun. So you can subscribe to Josh there. And um, yeah, what happened to members only? Sorry, guys. The weekend just got away from me. And I really just needed time to take a beat and kind of just be inward and spend time with people that I love and appreciate and I'm so thankful for. So I know I promised you a members only as we do every Friday. The weekend just got away from me. So thank you for your patience. I will either do a bonus uh, members only this weekend or do something fun. But um, you can always subscribe to be a member here on YouTube. Their membership link is below. Or if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can become a member of No Filter Plus for exclusive tea bonus episodes on Friday. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. I will talk to you tomorrow. Ciao for now.